0: We're just going to pick up right where we've uh, been going just to recap a little bit. We've been talking about this dual reality that you are a dual reality being, right? You are a spirit being living in a body like this. You are a spirit being, right? What you usually see whenever you look in the mirror, that that's your earthly flesh, right? That is housing who you are, which is your spirit. You are a spirit being. You are a, as we said last week, a life-giving spirit, right? That is who you are. That's who you were created to be from the very beginning. And one of the things that we talked about over the last couple of weeks was we went back to Genesis and says, reason why so many people try to attack Genesis 1 through 3 is because if you miss the beginning, you're going to miss your purpose. If you can distort why this started and how it started, you can distort what your purpose is, right? You're not going to know what to do. Like, you are here for a reason. You're not just here to pay taxes and die right like that's what I was told I had a teacher who used to say that all the time we would complain in her classroom I was in junior high I was a math class and we were complaining there and she said oh shut up she says I know life sucks you pay taxes and then you die that's what she said every day. she lived like it too but that's not why you're here God has a plan. He has a purpose for you, right? You're not just here either to get your ticket punch and wait for the sweet by and by. You're to bring the sweet by and by here to this realm, right? You're a dual reality person, right? So again, your spirit being living in the flesh, you got to figure out how to operate, how you were supposed to operate from the very beginning in Genesis. He restored all things back to himself so that we could replicate his image over the earth so Ephesians chapter 2 remember we had looked at the last part of Ephesians 1 and then the beginning of Ephesians 2 over the last couple weeks and so I'm just going to stick in Ephesians 2 for right now Um, read the uh, first six verses and his fullness fills you even though you were once like corpses once like corpses dead in your sins and offenses It wasn't that long ago that you lived in the religion, customs, values of what? This world, right? Obeying the dark ruler of the earthly realm who fills the atmosphere with his authority and works diligently in the hearts of those who are disobedient to the truth of God. The corruption that was, was, past tense, in us from birth was expressed through the deeds and desires of that self-life, right? That nature that you are talking about on the outside. We live by whatever natural cravings, this, that we can taste, we can touch, the five senses, right? What we can see, taste, touch, feel, hear, whatever all of them are. All right? All the five senses. We live by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated, living as rebellious children subject to God's wrath like everyone else but God. I always loved those but gods. Still loved us. Like he never stopped loving us, right? We've got to get that in our head like He never stopped loving us. Never, ever, ever, right? He never stopped loving us. He is so rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed. Did He love you even then? You better believe He did. He pursues us even then. He pursued us then and He's pursuing us still. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, He united us. Mm. Now this is a good picture united us and remember i gave you this illustration a long time ago take a bottle of water right we go out to the ocean i take that bottle of water i take the top off and i pour it into the ocean right and then i say dang it i forgot i've already said shut up and dang it in the first five minutes i'm probably gonna get in trouble <laughs> not by y'all by monique because of other things we try to tell her to quit saying probably because she keeps hearing me say it but anyway sorry Monty. and i say Aaron. My bad, bro. I didn't mean to pour out my water. Well, you go out there in that ocean and just get my water back. I don't want the rest of it. I don't want any salt in it. I don't want anything, anything else. I just want you to go out there and get my water back in my bottle because I, I didn't mean to do that. Can he do that? Why? It's become one. Inseparable. This is the terminology you need to think of. Every time you see one, that's what you need to see is that body of ocean. That is no, you can't take it back. It's done. Got it? It's become one, right? So while you were dead in your trespasses, what happened? He united you as what? One. So did he come like you or did you become like him? You become like him. Let that just sink in for a minute. Just think about this. This is who you are. This is your spirit being. This is who you are, right? By wonderful grace, he has done this, right? You didn't do anything to deserve it. He united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. You didn't do anything. Can't earn it. Nothing, right? He raised us up with Christ, right? So a picture. So he made you one. And so out of that grave, right? That was your nature. Was we Just read your nature was, past tense, was what? Death, dying, decay. That, that was your life, right? But where did he unite you in? In that state. Then what happened? He came out of the grave with you, right? To make you like him instead of you staying like that. You see it? You see what I'm saying? So you came up out of the grave just like he did. Which means now I'm resurrected. Which means now I'm in new life. You see it? Then what happened? Then he says, he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one. And then we together did what? Ascended with him into glorious mm, perfection. We ascended with him into glorious perfection. And then listen to this. And authority. Which we lost in the garden. But now we got it back. Right? United us with that Of the heavenly realm. For we are, say it with me, now. When? Now, co-seated. So right there together, beside God, at the right hand. Co-seated together. And it's not even Jesus here and then you're over here. It says together. Right? He seated together in the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated one with Christ. And let's just stop right there. This word together. Everything in Christ, in you, is the Greek word here. When it says raised together, is the Greek word here, a gyro. A gyro. This is what a gyro means. Awaken and to be made alive. When did that happen? Even when you were dead. And then what did he do? Made you one. Come up out of the grave. And made what? Alive awakened you right right remember that picture I said that I got that at the crucifixion it's like the whole earth from the center point said <clears throat> and just like a ripple effect like you would see something big go into the water and it was just like I saw that ripple across the earth meaning let's reset this thing back to the way it was supposed to be yeah. All Right. and so there is your picture of who you are in Christ together been made awake been made alive made us to sit where are we seated again with Christ. And where is Christ seated? At the right hand of who? The Father. In what places? Heavenly places. Okay? So where is your spirit, spirit being? Even though he's inside of you at this very moment, he's also where? Dual part B. That's you. That's your reality of who you really are. Right? Then he says he made us join heirs with him. We looked at last week. Join heirs. And he got the preeminence, meaning the first place. Meaning rank and in order. remember that so he is first place ranking in order where are we we way down the line if all those principalities rulers and all these things are underneath his feet then they're also underneath who your feet all right so let's dig in first peter chapter three telling you guys awesome weekend this weekend i preached at a men's conference all weekend and uh, some of these things that we've been talking about i shared with them and it was a beautiful sight. i've been to men's conferences where um we talk about sin we talk about relationships we talk about all these things and you see the crying and you see people repenting and you see all these things beautiful act this weekend was that i just told them who they were and this is how to operate in it right and in that We never had to mention marriage, never had to mention their jobs, never had to mention relationships, never had to mention money, never had to mention any of those things. But all those things started to be restored. In fact, healings began to take place, right? Hands on knees, and a knee was healed, and all these things just started breaking out everywhere because they were discovering, like some of them told me, these are some of the things that I've heard before, but now I'm just seeing with a new lens, right? Just coming into maturity of who you are and to step out in it. Because when you know who you are, the fruit's automatically going to come out. You're not going to have to try to make it happen. Remember, it's the be attitudes, not do attitudes. It's who you be. Just be you. Which is Him. Which is who? (laughs) We all shaking our head, yeah. And then I say, which is Him? You're like, whoa. Don't forget everything we just read. Right? We so easily forget. Paul says we just look in the mirror and then we walk away like we forgot what we looked at. He's the mirror. He's you. Showing you this is exactly what you were supposed to be from the very beginning. So 1 Peter chapter 3. Verse 18. Christ suffered and died for sins. How many times? Once and for all. Right? Once and for all. Is he going to do it again? No. It's done. Right? It is finished. Once and for all. The innocent for the guilty. To bring you... Why did he do it? He says... To bring you near to God by his body, being put to death, and by being raised to life by the Spirit. He wanted to do what? Make sure you know. I'm mean, right here with God. Face to face. Intimacy. That's how much he wants you to know. It. That's how much he wants you to know. John 17:3. What is eternal life? To know the Father intimately. Right? To bring you to that place, being put to death and by being raised to life by the Spirit, you were also raised to life by what? The Spirit. He went into the spiritual what? Realm. So if he operates in the spiritual realm, should we? Hmm. He went into the spiritual realm and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison. Mm. When did this happen? Remember when it happened? Yeah, whenever he died, right? buried there he is in the spiritual realm making a proclamation to the spirits of prison because of their disobedience long ago for during the time of noah patiently waited while the ark was being prepared but only a few were brought safely through the flood waters a total of eight souls this was a prophetic picture of the immersion of now that now saves you not a bathing of the physical body but rather the response of a good conscience before god through the resurrection of jesus christ right That identification that takes place. That's why we go in. That's why we go in the water. So that what? It does something to our conscience. That helps us realize. Oh yeah. I remember. I died with him. And when I come up out of that water. I remember. Oh yeah. I was raised up. It was not a baptism of repentance. Like John did. It is an identification. So that your conscience is now clear. Your conscience is now clean. You understand that? Then he says, Before God, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is now, when? Right now. Listen to this. In heaven. Jesus is where? Right now, in heaven. And look at what he says. At the place of supreme authority, meaning there's no other authority above that, next to God. Where are you again? What did Ephesians say? With him. So, supreme authority is also under whose feet? Yes. This includes every angel and authority. Anything that thinks it's got authority here on this earthly realm? Mm -mm. Or even in the spiritual realm? Mm -mm. It's not above you. Because it's not above Christ. And you're in Christ. Now it yields in submission to Him. So if it yields in submission to Him, it must yield submission to who? You. Because you were in Him and He is in you. You can't take it apart. What if I mess up today? Then I still have authority? You better believe it because it says you can't take it out. You saw the picture. If that confuses you, go back to your picture of the water bottle again. And every time that Satan tries to tell you you're different, and every time that Satan tries to beat you down and tell you you're not good enough, or that you messed up so now you don't have authority, all he wants you to do is to agree with him so that you don't know who you are. Because if you understand and know who you are, he knows that he got to go. Right? Colossians 2. Colossians 2 let's go verse 6. In the same way you received Jesus our Lord and Messiah by how? How did you receive? By faith. Continue. Hmm. You know what that says to me? Again, we read scripture too fast. Break it down. Immerse yourself in the gospel so that it changes you, right? We never read to change. I mean we never read this to finish, right? Get your Bible recap. You're not reading to finish. You're reading to change. Let the scriptures read you. You don't read scripture. Because it, as you get immersed in it, it starts to do something to you. Here, instead of here. If we're just reading to finish it, all we're doing is pup knowledge. If we're doing it to transform, immerse ourselves, then the transformation happens here, which renews the mind. And when the mind's renewed and matches up what's already happened in the spirit, then it's automatically just going to flow. Amen. I don't have to try. Amen. I don't have to try. Alright. Colossians 2 again, verse 6. The same way you received Jesus our Lord Messiah, by faith, continue, meaning this thing should just continue to what? Grow. Like again, you didn't get your ticket punched and just sit there for the sweet by and by. Right? You received Jesus our Lord by faith. Continue your journey of faith, progressing from what? Glory to glory to glory, right? You should be progressing ever further. We never get stagnant. It never gets old. It's continuation. On and on and on and on. Progressing further into your union with Him. Mm. Your spiritual roots go deeply into His life. As you are continually infused with strength, encouraged in every way, for you are established in the faith you have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to Him. Other words intimacy, that's all about intimacy, right? You see it? And in intimacy, you're going to do what? You're going to behold Him. And what's going to happen as you behold Him? You're going to become what? Just like Him, right? Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness what's He want you to experience? Christ in all His fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. What do they want to argue about? Well, that don't make no sense to me. Praying in the Spirit. That don't make no sense to me. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. That don't make no sense to me. Casting out demons. That don't make no sense to me. I see it in Scripture. I see that it happened before. But surely that stuff, did don't happen. I don't understand it. Right? And so then, we get puffed up on human, human logic. Instead of looking at spiritual logic. Right? We try to fight our battles. Like mine, he said, I fight my battles by pushing Eli, right, with her head as fast as she can go. This is how I fight my battles. We do it with our flesh. We want to just head on, headstrong, stubborn, right, to go in with our flesh. And we want to make sure it happens and make it sure it happens my way. But he says, oh, there's another way. It is a spiritual way, right? Don't get confused with human logic. For they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of what? The world system, how it operates, right? He's taking us to a place, guys, that we're going to bring heaven to earth by governing what he has given us through the spiritual realm. That's where he's taking you to, right? But you can't learn how to govern through the spiritual realm if you continue to operate with the worldly standards in the worldly realm. Wants to elevate you. Wants to take you deeper. Wants to mature you. Right? Paul said, there's so much that i got, you can't even handle it. You can't handle the truth. You can't. Because you haven't stopped started operating in what he gave you. What is foundation? What did Paul say foundation is? Hebrews chapter 5, chapter 6, and then Romans. What did he say? Righteousness and grace. That's the foundation. But then from there, what you got to do? According to this passage that we just read, should be what? By faith every day. Just grow, 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 grow. All right? Right? What did um, Brent say that Dustin said earlier today? It was a lot easier whenever we thought we had it all together, right? The more you find out, the more he's pushing you. What did we read last week or week four last? can't remember. It says, ever since John came, Jesus said, ever since John came, right? The kingdom has been advancing, right? And his people take it by force, it says. In other words, they press in. Whatever the revelation he gives them, they got to press into it, right? I may not get it now. May not get it now. And I may have to leave it for just a second, but then I just poof, keep going back to it, right? You can't leave because you just keep pressing in. Keep pressing in because you got to keep what? Growing. Got to keep growing, guys. All right. Um,. So then he says, cloud of judgment based on the mindset of this world system and not anointed truths of the anointed one. For he is the complete fullness. You want to know what you're supposed to look like? Look like him. He is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. And our own completeness is now found where? In him. He showed us what completeness looked like. And now you're supposed to look just like him. So where do you find your completeness? You're supposed to look like him, right? Remember, Romans says that you are to be maturing Like that's your calling is to mature as a son. To conform to the image of his son is what Paul says. That's your mission. That's your goal. That's what you're becoming. Because whenever you become that, guess what's going to happen to this earth? It's going to start lining up with heaven. Because you're bringing it. You're looking like Jesus. Right? Now found in him, we are completely filled with God as Christfulness overflows where? Within us. So it starts bubbling up, remember a few weeks back, bubbling up from within us, and He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. Through our union with Him, we have experienced circumcision of heart cutting the flesh away. All of the guilt and power of sin has been past tense cut away and is now, when? Now extinct because of what Christ the Anointed One has accomplished for us. That flesh has been what? Extinct. Done. Annihilated. Don't exist. For we've been buried with Him into His death. Again, He's repeating what we read in Ephesians. Our baptism into death also means we were raised, past tense with Him, when we what? Believed in God's resurrection power. The power that raised Him from what? Death. Raised up. That's new life, guys. That's that's what you got. New life. You have new life. This realm of death describes our former state, the old state, past tense. Remember? For we were held in sin's grasp, but not now. Now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and forgiven of how many sins? All our sins. He canceled out how many? Every legal violation we had on our record and the old arrest warrants that stood to indict us, he erased it. How much? All. All our sins, our, our stained soul, he deleted it all, and they cannot be retrieved. Can't even go back. Jesus said, remember Lot's wife? Don't look back. Paul says, I forget everything that's behind me and I press on to what lies behind Everything we once were, past tense, in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed, how long? Permanently Permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Then, after that happened, Jesus made a public spectacle of how many powers? All powers, all principalities of darkness, which is where? In the spiritual realm or physical realm? Spiritual realm. Principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual what, authority and power to accuse us. Remember how I always tell you the only power he has is whatever you allow him, because if you agree with him, that's when you allow him to have power. That's the only thing he got. He just he gotta get you to agree with him because if you can get to agree with him, you're all. You're off the chart, right? When I say off the chart, meaning he's got you now focused on not your mission, not your purpose, right? Why you're here, all you got to do is agree with him. That's the only weapon he's got. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his so therefore in the midst of all that we were where where were you in all that time according to everything that we've read so far you were in him so therefore they're also whose prisoner yours you are not theirs right remember that story we've told many times I know we've told it in here I know we've told it in there Remember that story that we've told about the philanthropist that wanted to go buy the lion? And he says, let me buy the lion. And he's like, no, we don't sell lines." And he talked them finally into buying the lion because he got tired of seeing it trapped in just a, just a little bitty box, basically, right? This glass wall that we can look at the lion. And so eventually talks them into letting him buy the lion. They take it over, right? Get over to Africa. going to release it into the wild news crew, everybody comes. It's going to be awesome. This guy has you know, bought this lion. He's going to be free where he's supposed to be from wherever. They all back up, raise it up. Nothing happens. And in a minute, here come the lion stepping out. They're like, oh, here it he goes, here it he goes, here it he goes. And all his life, he had walked in front of that glass, everybody looking at it. He walks out. He takes ten steps to the right, ten steps to the left. 10 steps to the right, 10 steps to the left. And that's all he does. There's all that open space ahead of him. But he can't see it because he has been conditioned to that box. We condition ourselves by the world system, what we just read. This world system conditions ourselves, and we have all this openness, right? What did we talk about the other day when I took Miss Terry's coin, right? And you're focusing on this whenever all this is to offer. No longer conditions, right? It's wide open. It's freedom. We're the ones that condition ourselves between here. Here's the battle. It's between here, right? So here is this rank, right? He goes into Sheol. He goes into the spiritual realm. He leads out the spirits, right? Right? and so we are in that same possession because they are our um, prisoner. We are not theirs. So remember this word that we use sometimes called ganeho. Ganeho means you now have the DNA of God. You've been re right? So that word born again, whenever we see the word born again, and we're going to look at how many times throughout Scripture this is used, ganeho, all right, so like that was my introduction. Okay, so now we're getting into the meat. Okay, <laughs> um, Genezon is that new origin, new DNA, been re-gene. So let's look at some of these, and we're going to put that word in there every time we see where it is used. John chapter one, beginning in verse nine. So you need to understand. Take that water bottle for instance. Pour it in, right? It becomes one, right? This is the same thing that whenever you get Ganeho. geneho means what? Regene. You have the same genes, the same nature, the same DNA of who? Mm. Okay. Verse 9. For the perfect light of truth was coming into the world, shine upon everyone. He entered into the world. He created. Yet the world was unaware. He came to the people he created, to those who should have received him, but they did not recognize him. But those who embraced him, those who did what? Embrace took hold of his name. That goes back over and connects with when Jesus says, and the violent take it by force. He gave authority to become the children of God. Authority's been released. You see that? And children of God. Now you have the authority that he has. He was not geneho, born by the joining of a human parent or from natural means. Or by a man's desire, but he was Ganehod, born of God. That's what he was, right? See it? He was born of who? God. That means he has the DNA of who? God. All right, go over to John chapter 3. The very first, what? Nick at night. <laughs> Number one, verse 1. Uh, actually, let's go down to verse 3. Nicodemus, listen to this eternal truth before a person can even perceive God's kingdom. Remember I told you, when you're born again, you see what? You see the kingdom. And before a person can perceive God's kingdom, they must first experience a rebirth, being born again. Nicodemus said, rebirth? How can a gray-headed man be reborn? It's impossible for anyone to go back into the womb a second time and be reborn. And Jesus answered, I speak an eternal truth unless you are Ganehoed." Born of water and the spirit, you will never enter God's kingdom. For the natural realm only gives birth to the things that are natural. But the spiritual realm gives birth to what? Supernatural life. Yeah, supernatural. That's who you are. Right? Think about this. You're going to hear this sermon for 40 minutes, hour and 20, whatever I choose to preach. But you've got to listen to yourself the rest of the week. When you look in the mirror, when people beat you down, when people talk about you, when you feel like you don't measure up, when your pants won't button no more. You who you listening to? And I can say it up here all day long that you're born again, that you're Ganejo, that you have the DNA of God. I can say this over and over and over again, right? But 40 minutes out of the week versus however many minutes is left in the rest of the week, I have no idea. <laughs> At least 60. <laughs> Way more than 40 minutes. Right? You see why our minds can't get renewed because we're spending more time telling ourselves that we can't because we're agreeing with the enemy because that's all he can do. He has no other authority. You're giving him the authority because you have the authority. You got to see this, guys. Because once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? Verse, then he says, you shouldn't be amazed by my statement, verse 7. You all must be ganehoed from above. Meaning having the DNA of God. For the spirit wind, what Brent read earlier, blows as it chooses. You can hear it sound, but you don't know where it came from or where it's going. So it is the same with those who are spirit, genehoed spirit, born of the DNA of God himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. My brothers and sisters, when I first came to proclaim to you the secrets of God, I refused to come as an expert trying to impress you with my eloquent speech and lofty wisdom. For while I was with you, I was determined to be consumed with one topic, and that was Jesus, the crucified Messiah. I stood before you feeling inadequate, filled with reverence for God, and trembling under the sense of importance of my words. The message I preached and how I preached it was not an attempt to sway you with persuasive arguments. Because what happens? If somebody can argue in, they can argue out, right? But to prove to you the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit, for God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom. But what? But by trusting in His almighty power... However, there is a wisdom that we continually speak of when we are among the spiritually mature. It's wisdom that didn't originate in the present age, nor did it come from the rulers of this age who are in the process of being dethroned, this earthly realm and spiritual realm. Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God hidden before now in a mystery. Before now, now it's being revealed. It is his secret plan destined before the ages to bring us into glory. Christ in you is the what? Hope of glory. None of the rulers of this present world order understood it. For if they had, they never would have crucified the Lord's shining glory. This is why the scriptures say, Things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond your ability to imagine. Why would we ever think we got it figured out? Because we can imagine a lot of things in this room. And he says, I'm beyond that. I'm beyond that. Things beyond your ability to imagine. These are the many things God has in store. Meaning they're coming. Fresh revelation all the time, ready to roll for you. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the what? Mmm. In the what realm. Mm, spirit to Spirit. Yes, He has revealed to us His inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. So the Spirit of God is constantly exploring what? All things. Means He knows it all. When a situation comes before you, He already knows about it. Amen. Right? He's just seeing if you're going to connect with the Spirit so that you'll know what to release into this realm. A lot of times, you ever done this? Well, I know that He wants people healed, so I just started quoting and throwing this Scripture and this Scripture and this Scripture, and I started speaking this, this, and this, and I ain't seen nothing happen. Did you speak what He told you to release in the Spirit? That's two different things. Two different things. Jesus knew Scripture. Jesus quoted Scripture to the enemy, right, in the wilderness. But did He always respond the same to every sickness that He came to? No, we see him spitting in mud, doing crazy stuff, right? He's spitting in mud one minute. And he's over here saying, go dip over here one minute. he say, do this, do that. And sometimes he just speak a word. What's happening? Listen to the Spirit. Wherever the Spirit goes, that's where he goes. Right? This is just foundation. Who consciously sports all things after all. Who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's What? Spirit. Mm. So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by His... What? Spirit. The Spirit of God. And His Spirit and your Spirit is what? One. For we did not receive the Spirit of this world system, but the Spirit of God. Why? So that we might come to understand and experience... So again, it goes beyond an understanding... It goes to what an experience that you're living. You understand all that grace is lavished upon us, and we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the what? By the Spirit, not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit revealed truths, Spirit revealed truths, right with Spirit revealed words. So we release it, spirit revealed truths happen in the spirit realm, then what happens in the physical realm? We release what's going on in the spirit realm, where? In the physical realm, by how? A word. You've got to see this. We've got to stop fighting our battles the wrong way. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit. For they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because why? They're only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Sounds like we should spend a lot more time in the Spirit than we do, don't we? That's why it's very important to pray in the Spirit. Because you're constantly building you up and you're constantly getting revelation to your Spirit. Those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate how many things? All things. All things. And they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but who? But God. For who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become His counselor? Christ has. Like He doesn't just stop there. Then He answers the question. Christ did it. He already showed you. Right? And guess what? We possess Christ's perceptions because He's in us and we are in Him. So therefore, we are without excuse. Notice what He says. He carefully evaluates all things. You know how many things come across my path a day? Me and Brent was talking about this morning. Just this morning, right? Mama had a bird in her house. Me and Eli went and chased a bird. I had a friend of mine call and he needed prayer. Um, just th- That was just this morning, right? Just in a little bit of time since I've been building up before we get here at 8.30. And you've got to be ready. Things come across my office, and a lot of times it's not just about the kid. Sometimes it's the parent that needs a word. I would tell you probably 90% of the time I'm giving a parent a word more than I am a kid. And a lot of times that word is not even about their kid. It's about something they need in their own life for something else. There's a lot of tears that happen in my office a lot of times. It's not because I'm whooping butts. It's because the Spirit of God's moving. And there's so many different aspects. And I have to be ready that when I'm dealing with one, I'm telling you in five seconds, there's a completely different angle coming at me. And if I can't stop and listen to the Spirit of God, I'm going to miss it. Right? I'm going to miss exactly what He wants to do. I can give Him some encouraging words sometimes. I can give Him a word sometimes from the Scripture that I maybe think. But sometimes I... Like And that's good Like if that's where we're at. But he wants to grow you, is what I'm saying. He wants to grow you to where you hear the Spirit and give him an exact word from Spirit to Spirit. That's whenever you see some power start moving. You understand that? Everybody understands, okay? So go to 1 Peter chapter 1. We did three a while ago. Chapter 1, verse 23. Again, this DNA is in you. For through the eternal and living Word of God, you have been genehoed again, born of His Spirit, His DNA. And this seed that He planted, where? Within you, can never be destroyed, but will live and grow inside you, what? Sandlot. Forever. Forever. If you watch Sandlot, you get it. If you don't, then you're sitting there looking like we were done. Forever. How long? Forever. It's that example that we've given to you a million times about the oak tree. Everything about the oak tree its given life. Um, it's got more acorns on it where, where squirrels and birds, and, and they come and feed off of it. Shade for us. The root system grows as long as the branches. We're talking about magnificent trunk they grow to. Like if they, you know, it's can live that long um all that is in what that one little seed right but it's got to grow to reach its full potential right to reach maturity it's got to grow from that seed everything it needs is there in that seed and his seed is in you everything that is of christ is in you but it's got to grow goes back to that picture that we gave the very first beginning of the year right this is what it's ready for like it's time that's the prophetic picture that he says. This is the year that you're going to grow into maturity. We're growing, guys. We're growing into maturity. And as we grow into maturity, we're going to rule and we're going to reign on the earth. and We're going to bring kingdom to this earth. What is in heaven is going to be established here. Get ready. Buckle your seatbelts. We're going there. Get ready. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. But every situation we face is not to put us down. Every situation we face is not to say, oh, back up. Y'all didn't have it right. Every situation we face is for us to shine and show dominion and authority over, so we continue to grow and continue to grow and continue to grow. Remember? All right, so Galatians chapter 4. Again, this DNA is in you. Galatians chapter 4. Verse 1, let me illustrate as long as an heir is a minor, he's not really much different than a servant, although he's master over all of them. For until the time appointed by the father, the child is under the domestic supervision of the guardians of the estate. So it is with us. When we were juveniles, we were enslaved under the hostile spirits of the what? The world. But when the time of fulfillment, look at this past tense, had come. See that? Past tense. God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. Yet all of this was for what? So that He would redeem and set free those who held hostage to the law so that we would receive our freedom and a full legal adoption, geneho, DNA, as His children. And so that we would know that we are His true children... John seventeen seventeen three. God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts, moving us to cry out intimately, Abba, my Father, my true Father. Right? Now, when? We are no longer living like slaves under the law. Although sometimes we may look like that lion, but that's only because you got the wrong perception. But we enjoy being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we're His, we can access... Listen, we can access what? Everything. 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 We can access what? Everything. 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 Eli went with me this weekend to this uh, men's retreat. And so we were sharing a room together. And he said... uh, Hey, where's that hair stuff? To fix his hair, right? It don't look like it's fixed, but anyway. I'm just kidding. I mess with him all the time about his hair being long. Anyway. I said, it's in the bag. He didn't say, well, do I have your permission that I can please, please, dad, please, please, dad. I really want my hair to look right, so please just let me go get the hair stuff out of the bag. You think that's what he did? He just wanted to know where it was. And when I told him, he had, knew he had complete access. He just went and grabbed it, took care of his stuff, and put it back. Right? For us, we have complete access, and then we go beg and say, Would you please, 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 like, please, 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 you please, 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 your son right now sometimes he needs to tell us where it's located that's why you have spirit to spirit contact, spirit to spirit conversation he tells you where it's located and when he tells you where it's located release it everybody sees that right so we understand that Satan has nothing over us right do we understand that now Are we starting to grasp that? That he has no authority over you. He never has. We just gave it to him in the beginning. Right? You remember two weeks ago whenever I said, like, he created, like, there the enemy was. So he brought us here to do what? To rule and subdue. Fruitful and multiply. Spread this thing out and as you're doing it, rule and subdue. If you have to subdue something, there means there's something there that thinks it has authority over you. Right? That's good. If he didn't, if there was nothing there that was trying to rule over you, then you wouldn't have to subdue it. But he told them to subdue. And what did they do? They chose not to subdue. They chose to agree. Right? Jesus comes back, gives us back to us. Right? So we have the authority. I just want you to think about this. You have the authority. If all those things are underneath your feet, that's why whenever, whenever we pray over people now... Probably a long time ago, we would have probably just spent like 45 hours trying to pray over them and try to think of everything that we could think of, right? But some of us, like five of us will go now, and it still doesn't take very long because you know what? Now we're just speaking right to the problem. We tell it what to do. I'm not trying to communicate with it. I'm not trying to beg it out. I'm not trying to do any of that. We just release the word, right? We just release the word. That's what you're called to do. You're called to walk in that kind of authority. So why would He give you this rank, this rank that is right there with Him? Right? This is part of your original assignment. You were supposed to rule and subdue. Right? Reordering the darkness. Like He set Eden in the middle of it. But Eden was supposed to be replicated over the earth. You understand? Which is a symbolic picture of heaven invades earth and it should be multiplied over. You were supposed to rule and subdue since the very beginning, right? Then whenever they ate, their eyes were open. they saw themselves as what? And what did God say? Who told you, Who told you, you naked boy? <laughs> you know what so that's a picture of? Because we see it again, right? It just keeps repeating itself. Remember Noah? The flood happens and Noah finds himself drunk. A little something must have happened to him. He wakes up, finds himself what? Naked and, again, ashamed. But you know this very first picture of what I see in this? This, this is the first realization that they got flesh. They're a spirit being living in that, but now they realize, oh, this flesh, 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 I got cover it covered, I got covered, I got cover it covered. Because that's what we do. We're now focused on this realm instead of the realm that we were created for. And he's taking us to a place and he took our place to show us this is exactly how to operate in this realm because you, I placed you here as a spirit being inside this body so that you could rule and subdue here on the earth. Let me give you one more example and then we'll, we'll, we'll start to close. Mark chapter 5. Just to remind you. Mark chapter 5. They arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of, of Gerasenes. As Jesus stepped ashore and a demon-possessed madman came out of the graveyard and confronted him. And the man had been living there among the tombs and no one was able to restrain him, not even with chains. For every time they attempted to chain his hands and feet with shackles, he would snap the chains and break the shackles into pieces. He was so strong. No one had the power to subdue him. Just want to stop right there. What were you called to do in the garden? Rule and? No one had the power to? What him? Day and night he could be found lurking in the cemetery of the vicinity, shrieking, cutting himself with stones. You got this picture of this madman yet? Right? Right? When you watch The Chosen, you just kind of find yourself immersed in Scripture. You find yourself immersed in the story. And then when it goes off, you're like, oh man, I found myself just like I was there. Do that when you read Scripture, right? Read Scripture and find yourself there. Can't you see this going on? This madman. This is crazy, right? This dude's nuts. And when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran to him and threw himself down before him, shouting at the top of his lungs, Leave me alone, Jesus, Son of the Most High God. Swear in God's name that you won't torture me. Look at the notes. For Jesus had already said to him, Come out of that man, you demon spirit. So who's really talking? The demons are the guy? The demons are is this spiritual realm or physical realm? It's both. <laughs> I know it's a trick question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a spiritual battle going on that's happening out on the outside. Remember how I always tell you. What we see in the physical is already a direct reflection of what's happening in the spiritual But Jesus deals with it in the spiritual so that it again affects the what? Physical again. You see that? Everybody sees it. He told him to do what? Two words. Come out. Come out. Right? Come out. And who has to obey? Every one of them. Right? Jesus said to him, What is your name? Some of your translations have made Legion. The Passion Translation says, Mom. And they call me Legion or Ma because there are thousands of us in his body. And he begged Jesus repeatedly not to expel them out of the region. Why? They still want work to do. So then they begged to be what? Cast into what? Into the peaks. Why? Because they need some kind of vessel so they can move about. Right? you keep reading go down to verse 15 when they found Jesus they saw the demonized man sitting there properly clothed and in his what kind of mind? in his right mind again before Jesus comes on the scene no one was able to what him? subdue him right? Jesus comes on the scene and what's happening in the spiritual realm is showing evidence in the physical realm Jesus speaks in the spiritual realm come out and in, the phys- and in the physical realm, they do come out. And what happens to the guy in the physical realm now? He's in his what? Right mind. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles, right? Spirit to spirit. They recognized him from far off. If we could only get a picture of what we really look like in the spiritual realm, I think we would have a lot of confidence. If we could just see ourselves of what we look like in the spiritual realm, Right? Eli got to lead worship last night with those men. And I'm telling you, it was just the most beautiful thing. All these men in this room just crying. And just worshiping and crying out to God. And, you know, just see Eli up there. Does a daddy's heart kind of good, you know. (laughs) And I said, Father, I said, because this kind of stuff is on my mind, you know. I'm just trying to train myself to see in the Spirit way more than what I do. And I said, I said, God, I I know you're enjoying seeing this, even in the spiritual realm. And I said, if you don't mind, would you just let me get a glimpse of what this looks like in the spiritual realm? And I said, I know I can live by faith and know it's happening, but I just really would like to see it. And so there for about five to ten seconds, it probably, for me, it seemed like 20 minutes, but I know the song didn't last that long. And I see Eli at the front, and there's this, like, bright white, purple, ruby red, greenish and bluish bright lights. And it's doing like this, like it's coming from his being, right? And it's just like a glowing and bright all around him. But then I get to see, like, it's like the physical just disappeared. I see that, but then I also see those guys, and I see lights coming from those guys, and they're mingling together. And when they mingled together, it created this hover over the area. And he said, why would any demonic thing want to do that? The light cast it out. And boy, I was uh, broken, right? If we could just get a glimpse of who we really are, who we host, Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's who you are. And if we could just get a glimpse of who we are, we would begin to walk in authority. And again, this is not so that we walk and know how to defend the enemy. You need to understand that would be the lowest level of spiritual authority is to defend yourself against the enemy. You have authority to walk over and trample him. You live on the offense. You don't live on defense. You live on the offense. That's where you live. That's who you are that's who he said you are more than conquerors that means there are some things that need to be defeated that come your way and there are some things that need to be subdued and you got to come into the understanding of knowing who you are I mentioned that last week about the seven sons of Skiva, right <laughs> those spirits are like I mean Jesus we've seen him in the spirit we know him Paul, we've seen him in the spirit. We can't find you in the spirit. Because they didn't know who they were. They had no clue who they were or who they hosted. This is who you are. This is who we are. And we've got to move beyond... Some knowledge here about it and move some knowledge here about it so that we, by RISK, step out and take a risk. Remember, as I said, as we were worshiping earlier, right? He moves, yes, but He moves through His people. If His spirit, remember what we looked at a few weeks ago when we looked at Revelation chapter 4 and the four beasts and they follow the spirit. And it takes you higher and higher and higher. And wherever the Spirit went, that's where they went. Well, Guess what? The Spirit of God gives you those inclinations and He gives you those pictures in your mind and He gives you those whispers in your heart so that you move with Him whenever He moves. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense. Again, you're not living by the worldly thoughts and progressions of this world. You're simply obedient. And when you see who you are, I believe you're going to step out in faith and begin to take risk. And as you do that, go back to that verse we started out with, you're going to progress, and 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 you're going to progress. And I'm telling you, a year from now, you're not, people are not going to recognize who you used to be because they're going to be like, Ooh, look at this dude. Look at this girl. and the nations are going to come running yeah. because of the light that you possess. Just sit there for a minute. Soak in this for just a minute. Let this see. Just sit. Don't even stand there. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to picture yourself. Ask the Holy Spirit to even do that for you. Holy Spirit, let me see myself in the Spirit. Let me see this room in the spiritual room. Soak that in for a minute. Amen. Reach out want you to receive the word and plant it to you. Father God, I thank you for everyone in this room and I thank you, God, for the power and the presence, God, Lord, that you are here, that you are with us, that you are in us, that we are seated in heavenly places with you. God, we thank you, God, that we were buried, God, with you. We thank you, God, that we were raised from the dead with You. We thank You that we ascended into the heavenly realm with You. We thank You that we sit at the right hand of the Father with You. We thank You for the power of Your Word that the word as it is implanted to us, that it would begin to grow and that you would water that seed, that you would fill us with atmospheres that everywhere we go, that we are spirit beings who are filled by you, through you, for you in everything that we do. Father, I pray that you allow us to see ourselves in the spiritual realm. I thank you, God, God, that you are opening our eyes, God, to see who we really are. God, every day I pray that you take us deeper into that revelation of knowing more of who you really are and who we really are. God, I pray that you would take us deeper and deeper and deeper and not just knowledge, to have knowledge that puffs up, but God, we would have a knowledge in our heart that pushes us to be able to be who you created us to be in the image of the Son. Help us to see that the hope of glory in us is Christ Jesus and that we are to take Him to the world. We thank you, God, that all... All authority is under our feet. We thank You that we get to walk in offense and not defense. We thank You, God, that we get to rule and subdue with You. That You didn't just leave us by Yourself. You just said, I'll not leave you as orphans. I'll never leave you as orphans. But I'm going to send my Helper, the Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, He's going to walk with you. He's going to teach you. He's going to show you. He's going to search all things in the Spirit and search my heart. And He's going to connect it with your Spirit. He's going to reveal truth to you. And you're going to be able to release them here on the earth. So, I prophesy and I declare that you will leave this place and you're going to begin to hear like you've never heard before. You're going to be able to see like you've never seen before. You're going to be able to see things like nobody else sees. You're going to be able to, at your workplace and at your home, you're going to have wisdom beyond your years. Years of wisdom that's going to be already just in you. It's just all of a sudden going to start to flow out of you because you have the mind of Christ you no longer are operating under the the worldly standards or the ways of the world, but now you operate in the Spirit. And in the Spirit, what He reveals to you, you're going to have the courage to reach out and you're going to be able to speak into being things that be not as though they are. You're going to be able to lay your hands on the sick and see them healed. Signs and wonders are going to follow you because you believe And I say, sons of God, this is what's prophesied in the Old Testament. Drive home, wake up, and come to life. And I speak to you, and I speak to your spirits today. Rise up and take your place. Rise up and take your place as a son of God in maturity. Rise up and follow after the things of God. Rise up and keep them come and follow after you all your days, everywhere you go. Life flows everywhere you go. Life flows because you are a spirit being, a spirit, a life-giving spirit. No longer a dead, decayed spirit, but you are a life giving spirit because you are connected with the very life of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Have a great one.